0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Drink Up the College Rugby Podcast on the Rugby Wrap-Up Network. I say Season 2, we're starting fresh here again. Uh, it was a bit of an abrupt end to Season 1, but we're back now in the spring. We're excited about spring college rugby coming. Uh, my name is Zach Lanning, and as always, I'm here with my friend, my colleague, Colby Marshall. Colby, uh, welcome back. Are you excited to, to get back on the, on the podcast circuit here?
1: What's going on, Zach? I'm very excited to get back on track with the Drink Up. Congrats on the new move. You're now a resident of Maine, so happy for you, Zach, and can't wait to see what this new year has in store for the Drink Up.
0: Yeah, I am loving it up here in Maine today. Uh, It's pretty warm. It's probably going to be in the 20s, maybe the teens, so I might go out and just sun myself on the back. It's better than the negative temperatures it's been uh, for the past week or so. Uh, But yeah, we're settling in. We're starting off the new year with a bang here, season two, episode one. We have a great guest on the show, uh, a friend of mine from, from college, actually, who has gone on to do great things in the rugby space. Um, we're going to bring her in here in a second. Uh, Olivia, Benz, and Daniel, thank you for for joining us here on the podcast. Um, I do, My first question to you before we get into it, though. Hello, welcome. Uh, can I still call you OBD? Does Do you still go by OBD like you did in college or, or what?
2: Yes, absolutely. The nickname is on past college and now everybody calls me OBD.
0: That's a great. Okay, awesome. So we'll go with OBD. Um Olivia, thank you OBD for coming on. You are probably I know Matt McCarthy calls Steve Lewis the hardest working man in rugby. You're probably the hardest working person in rugby in general in the world. I think you are involved in almost every facet of the game. Uh we'll get into some of your specific Roles in a little bit, but you uh, were a college player. You're you're currently a pro player in the WPL. You were an assistant college coach. You're now a head college coach. You're a head high school coach on the women's side. You're an administrator as well. You were even were a certified referee. Uh, so I guess my first question is, how do you find the time to do all this stuff? Are you just constantly involved in uh, in rugby business throughout the day?
2: Yeah, it's really just being really good about a calendar and a schedule. Uh, I have to set certain nights apart to do certain things just with all the admin roles I have. And then, you know, practice is a good chance for me to just, you know, unwind and not really do any of the admin stuff or the off-field, off-field work.
0: Well, and so let, let's talk a little bit about, I guess, your, your rugby background here. How did you get into the sport uh, in the first place? I mean, it wasn't something that you had done before college, I don't believe. So how did you come to rugby? And then, you know, how did you find yourself? so heavily involved in the sport in the u.s
2: yeah it was um i just saw one of those campus-wide emails i don't know if you remember those zach where they just shot like 20 of them at you a day oh yeah like oh we have a rugby info session come check it out and i played sports for as long as i can remember and i was always getting trouble for being too physical so i figured rugby would be a great idea and i went out to a practice and i never looked back it was awesome i loved every minute of it
0: yeah, definitely never going to get in trouble in uh, in rugby for being too physical. Um, and so yeah, so how is that, uh, Colby? You know, for, feel free to break in anytime you got a question.
1: Um, for sure, I-, I had a quick question because I have a similar experience with rugby, Olivia. You know, I found it in college. So I want to ask: when you first started, was there any adversity that you faced that maybe you know made you want to stop playing, or what? What were those first years like? Because I remember my first year. I got my ass handed to me every day at practice. I wanted to go home and just stop, but I just kept at it. So I'm wondering what your experience was like.
2: Yeah. Um I feel like my experience was pretty good. I didn't face too many or too much adversity in the beginning. I know I didn't get along with every single teammate, but like that's normal for any team. But I was I just had such a positive college experience. I didn't really hit any like road bumps or hiccups until like I graduated where money becomes the issue. You know, how do you, you know, how do you book your flights and how do you pay your dues and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. Holy cross was a pretty tight knit rugby community. I felt, you know, uh, we were both playing there at the same time. I was not very good. You were very good at rugby at that time, uh, yeah. but it seemed like it was a pretty tight knit community. I loved it as well. Uh, both the men's and women's sides, were, you know, were, were pretty close I felt. and And that's one thing I love about the sport is just that like, there are a lot of, there's a lot of camaraderie and you make a lot of friends and there are some really good people that play. Have you found that is to be the case kind of throughout your, your, uh, the different levels you played and coached at here, or is that kind of something that's unique to the college level?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, my rugby teammates right now are some of my closest friends and, you know, you just spend so much time together, you know, you tackle each other at practice two times a week <laughs> and you're pretty close. Um, it's just like the small, the smallness of the rugby world. Like you could know someone that knows someone that knows someone somewhere else. And I think that's really cool. Like, you know, you run into someone at the airport with a rugby sweatshirt on and you could start a conversation.
0: And did you always uh, see yourself coaching down the line or did you always see yourself maybe one day becoming an administrator of, of the, of the leagues? You know, you we could talk about that in a second. Maybe we'll focus on coaching first. Is that something you always saw yourself doing uh, kind of leading a team?
2: No, um, I actually kind of just fell into it. So right after graduation, I got a job at Holy Cross. And it was right around that time that the women's team needed a coach because their their current coach is going to grad school. And I was like, I can't leave them high and dry, you know, but I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. And I tried to get them a coach instead of me. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I emailed a bunch of people like, oh, do you know anyone that can come coach this team or they really need help? I like, I just... Stopped playing at the school you know but I gave it a shot because we didn't really have anyone else and I loved it it was great it was kind of like playing where I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did and then I just kept doing it so I know I, I moved away from Holy Cross and then I got a new job then that school also had a rugby team so that was a pretty easy transition I got to coach there too I'm still coaching now and then you know with high school my St. Mary's is my um, my um alma mater. And there was like a rugby, there was a newsletter saying that they were going to get a rugby team. And I emailed the athletic director and I was like, This is amazing. I could totally help you get a coach. This is great. I'm so glad you're starting a team there. And then like two months later, he offered me the job. <laughs> I was like, Well, I can try to make that work, I guess. And here I am.
1: Uh, so you took so- on, to, to clarify, you took on two coaching positions, one with your high school and one with Holy Cross.
2: Yeah. So I started coaching at Holy Cross like right after graduation. Like Zach and I were done in 2014. And then I got a job there in 2015. And that's where I don't age coaching.
0: us. Don't age us like that. Sorry. We don't tell people, we don't tell people. Yeah, uh, Zach's
1: we graduated
2: <laughs> recently. We graduated recently. And then not I recently
1: enough. <laughs> you guys are still young, but for some reason age. Uh, sorry, yeah, we go I on. Grad- yeah,
0: sorry.
2: yeah. So I was at Holy Cross for a few years as the coach. And then I really wanted to play more. So I actually found another person to coach at Holy Cross. So I was the assistant coach for a while. And then when I got my new job at Brandeis University, I had a friend who was coaching the team there. And he's like, oh, I'd really love it if you came out here. And, you know, then he went to grad school. Everyone goes to grad school eventually. And uh, (laughs) I became the head coach there. So I've been coaching there since at least 2018 or 2017, something like that. And then I got my high school coaching job, like we were going to start in 2020, but obviously that did not happen. So we got pushed back a year to 2021.
0: And so where does Brandis, where you're currently coaching, sit in the college rugby landscape? Kind of give us the, uh, you know, phylum, order, genus, species. Uh, what uh, what <laughs> acronym does it fall under? Kind of which side of the, um, you know, the conference divide are, are, are you coaching under right now? And then also a part of the administration of.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so Brandeis is in, uh, there's a b- billion ways to pronounce this. Some people call it New Kirk, some people call it New CRC, but it stands for like New England wide College collegiate rugby conference. So we're a D2 team in that conference. And then we go to playoffs in Accra. I know college is like that alphabet soup right now, <laughs> um, but that's where they kind of sit. So we're a women's D2 team. And we're in the second tier of that conference. That So that conference on the women's side has three tiers. And the top team, the top tier, they compete for national championships. The second tier, we go to like bowl games where we compete for you know a bowl. And then we've got even have a developmental tier, which we just moved up from like a year ago, which is kind of like teams with low numbers or just starting out. They'll be in that tier and they'll schedule a few, a few teams in one place. And you could just kind of play whatever you can play with the numbers you have which was great for us because when I started coaching the team, I was talking to the captains and they're like, yeah, you know, we have about three or four people consistently coming to practice right now. And I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) We can work with that. Um, Team's grown. Like the team has been great. Everyone's been really hardcore about recruiting and now we're up to like 20, 25 people. That's awesome.
1: That's amazing. And the fact that you were there from the jump, like you said, when there were only three to four girls going to practice, I feel like that's such a cool thing to see or to be a part of something that's built from the ground up, you know, and you're like at the helm of that. Yeah, Uh,
2: it really, and it really helped me with my high school team because I had to start that from scratch and -hmm. like the athletic director, he didn't really know too much about rugby. So he was asking me like, what equipment do we need? Or should we get the uniforms? Like what should the sizing be? So that was a lot more of like the admin stuff of starting a team that I was like, okay, I know how to do this. I can figure this
0: out. Right. Uh, So where, like, do you feel like that's a kind of, that groundswell is something that's taking hold maybe across college where that you're starting to see numbers increase for, for women's programs specifically, or do you feel like that was specific to kind of Brandeis and, and, you know, in that segment, or do you do you feel like the the women's college game is is expanding and growing um, at a decent rate?
2: It's definitely going in like an ebbs and flows kind of situation because COVID is really tough on the college game because you're missing at least a season and a half or, actually a year and a half of playing. So before then, I think we were on a pretty steady incline. And now it's just kind of like who's out there and like who, where the program's really strong, what's happening. I mean, being an NCAA emerging sport is huge and they're very close to 40. I think they have like 27 or 28 teams before they can become like an NCAA official sport on the women's side. So like that's a huge growth and huge success for women's like varsity rugby. And then club rugby is kind of just like, it really depends on the school and the environment. And everything.
0: So what did you, you didn't have like a secret sauce for growing the program at Brandeis. Like there wasn't a, a, something you did specifically, or what, what would you say to other programs that maybe are looking to recruit, um, and, and grow their teams? What, what worked for you? What didn't work? Uh, you know, what should other teams be trying to, to get the numbers out?
2: Oh, I, my method to my madness is fun. <laughs> I always try to make practice really fun. We start and end with the game almost every time. And like, if people have fun, they just keep coming back. That's why I like rugby. me. And it seems to be working. So fun is the name of the game for sure. Yeah, even at, cool. time, yeah even at halftime, I'll say things like, you know, if we're not having fun out there, something's not right, you know?
0: So. And is that, now is that something you felt about rugby throughout or is that something you picked up along the way in your coaching trials? Like when did you kind of realize that was the key to, to a successful program? Or is that just a personal philosophy that kind of you've always felt?
2: Personal philosophy for sure. Because I had such a good time playing. I was like the fun aspect is what kept me coming back and it definitely works not the fulfilled
1: (laughs) sprints for punishment
2: definitely not not the Broncos we actually (laughs) we had a season with Beantown where we did Broncos before every practice and I was like I don't know if I want to keep doing this
0: (laughs) it was a fleeting feeling I was still here yeah I want to get I want to get to your time with Beantown also in a little bit I just it's so interesting to me because there seems to also kind of be a divide on that subject as well where a lot of people see you know. The, the future for rugby uh, as, you know, a sport in this country, they see that path heading through kind of a sophistication of the sport and the pathway, you know, the competitive nature of it. Like, let's, let's generate talented players and get them into serious programs and get them into developmental pathways and get them into the pro leagues and, and, you know, the Eagles. Do you think there's, you know, a combination of those two things? Do you find that, um, you know, you can treat rugby as like the, the kind of fun, uh, collegial aspect at the college level that it is without, without sacrificing, you know, maybe the, that drive to churn out competitive players or, or, you know, top tier talent? Uh, or do you think that, that, you know, those two things are mutually exclusive?
2: No, I think community rugby and like high performance rugby can coexist because like community rugby people will watch the high performance stuff. You know, they'll watch Pro Sevens, they'll watch MLR, they'll watch WPL games. Like there's no either or. For me I think it's like it's just more people playing rugby is never a bad thing especially as far as like visibility and just like popularity and really growing the game is getting fans too because fans are part of it to watch that high performance stuff and just you know have fun as a social aspect
1: I'm curious to know what is the what are some of your favorite games to play with, with your teams at practice you mentioned that you start with the game you end with the game what kind of games could someone expect to see at one of your practices uh,
2: kicking tennis is a fan favorite I don't know if you've played that before yeah. but everybody loves that game um, sometimes they'll ask players what they want to do like if it's really early in the season or really late where we're not like prepping for anything specific kicking tennis usually comes up um, we'll play a touch with like mo- well like fun modifications you know like you have to make a noise if you get tagged and then you put the ball down or something like that where you're just like it's really just messing around and having a good time Uh, reindeer tails i don't know if you've played that where you have to like stick a penny in your waistband and you want to be the last person standing so you like eliminate people by pulling the penny out gotcha it's really competitive and really fun those are
0: rugby skills at the same time also so that's a good yeah uh,
2: like reindeer tails works on evasion and then kicking you're working on kicking and you know catching the ball out of
0: the air so uh, I do want to get into, you know, you're also pretty heavily involved in the administrative side of things. Uh, you're president of CRAA Women. Uh, you mentioned some of the the alphabet soup that is college rugby. Um, you're an ACRA or ACRA administrator as well. Uh, D1 commissioner of the Northeast, rugby Northeast vice commissioner. Um, and you're a college council women's D1 rep. Is that all correct? Yeah, that's all correct. I that feel is, like yeah. I might be missing one or two, but that's the most... <laughs> Okay, uh, so some of the some of the many times, a very impressive resume. Um, how do you, what do you find uh, fulfilling about administrative side of things? Is that you know something that you're called to do? What are the challenges inherent in that? I know it must be very difficult to kind of run uh, rugby programs, you know, at the college level in the U.S. It seems like something that you know uh, is is a very challenging. Uh, I don't want to say a challenging challenge, but it seems like something that might be difficult to do seeing as there's so many teams and so many different beliefs about how that should be done.
2: Yeah. Um, I definitely see it as my way of like giving back to the game because there are so many vacancies at like every level for admin stuff. Like we can never have enough people just doing the admin work. So I really enjoy it. I, I actually get paid for one of the jobs, which is really nice, which is actually what kind of drew me to it in the first place. Cause I was fresh out of college and I needed some extra cash. So once I started, I was like, this is great. I just kind of started just immersing myself in everything rugby. Like I got that ref certification too. I just wanted to be at every aspect of the game and just like learn how it works and like how I could make it better.
0: So what is something that people might not realize is a challenging aspect of like this of, of college rugby? Like what is something that you wish people understood about how difficult it is to, you know, get get this game set up and it's not just 15 players aside showing up at a field one day you know what are the what's the, what are the logistical challenges that people might not realize
2: oh it's the turnover you know because everyone graduates or transfers you know it's like someone was a president at that club and now they're gone you know and who who do we talk to now and then you know school rules like every institution is going to have certain things that you can't do like you can't play on this day or like this this team will need the field that you can't use that so it's a lot of you know, managing the turnover and sending like hundreds of emails, and just working, making sure you're in a good standing with the institution itself.
0: Very cool. Uh, so, and you're on the college council. Um, you know, that's a, that's a USA Rugby initiative. Kind of the the governing body itself doesn't necessarily uh you know have any hands in the college game but you have the college council uh so yeah, yeah. talk to me a little bit about that and and you know the those processes and, and that group of people and, and you know those um challenges that you might face in that governing body as well
2: sure um so the college council was something that came out of the restructuring after the bankruptcy so basically it's our job to represent the college base to USA rugby and like Everyone on the council has a role. Like I'm also on the council and then I'm on the audit and risk committee. So like we go over the budget and like it's definitely more of a give and take than USA Rugby's been in the past where it's like, full transparency, we can veto things, we approve dues and the structure of what that looks like. It's also a good way for us to just check in with each other about what other divisions are doing because the way the the council is set up, every division and gender has a rep. So like I'm the D1 women's rep, we've got a D2 women's rep uh, D1 Elite's on there, uh, Men's, D1A, double D2, D3. So it's like, it's really great, actually. I really enjoy it. I've met, I didn't meet any of those people in real life before the meeting. So I mean, before the council got started. So that was fun um, meeting new people across the country, really, because I, there's this one woman, Emily Ogada. We talk all the time because she's in CRA with me. And, you know, it feels like I've known her forever, but it's only been like, a year and some change or something.
0: Is it just people who love the sport? Is that kind of, you know, like-minded individuals in the game of rugby who just kind of live it uh day to day. Is that what you find?
2: Yeah, definitely. They're definitely committed. A lot of them have been involved a lot longer than I have. And to see that they're still around, like making sure everything is running as smoothly as possible is really inspiring and good to see.
0: And I don't want to get you in any trouble or anything. We had Jack Clark on, you know, obviously legendary head coach of, of Cal rugby program, who was saying that he kind of wishes that, uh, USA rugby had, it was a little more involved, um, you know, cause there is a lot of conflict in college rugby in terms of the divide between D1A and NCR and different factions, you know, issues like seasonality. Do you wish that USA rugby had, was kind of more involved in, in governing of, of the college game? Or do you feel like the college council, like, you know, we've got this, like we are voicing the issues that, uh, that players at the college and administrators at the college level face. Um, or do you wish that there was kind of a, a different process?
2: I do like the process the way it is now. I feel like there are de- there's definitely room for improvement, and like as far as USA Rugby's involvement, I definitely think there could be there's room for them to be more involved, but still, like give us the autonomy and like the the freedom to do what's best for our for our constituents at the college game. So I definitely think there's room for growth and improvement in this in the way it is right now. Uh, but I I'm okay with it.
0: You You're know, hopeful it, about the direction. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no,
2: I said it's working. Like you said, I'm hopeful about the direction
0: it's heading. All right, excellent. Yeah, we got to get that stuff out of the way. That's a very, you know, it's just something we've, I feel like we've talked about forever since we started our college programming. Um, you know, I do feel like it is kind of trending in the right direction. You know, I, I like, I something I never thought about as a player, because you just go out for fun, you know, at Holy Cross, I was... The, the president of that club. And, you know, we just worried about getting buses to get to games, but, you know, it was always just kind of for fun, but you see it at the broader scale, um, you know, from covering it, like we've done even just for a year now, not even, um, and it feels like, you know, the teams are trending in the right direction. The sport is going the right way in terms of getting the word out, getting, you know, there are more tournaments. Now there are, are, uh, you know, we're highlighting the players and the talent uh, there is starting to be a little bit of an understanding that it's, you know, it's, good to have video of games even if it's just one camera kind of set up on risers that you're streaming so people have access to it um i feel like that that you know that is all good and that's all um trending like like i said in the right direction so um,
2: i feel like i feel like when we were playing in college i couldn't even google what other teams were around (laughs) and now like everyone had a facebook page or an instagram account like you can find the team anywhere it's great
0: yeah, it is. There's still some room again for improvement. Right. You know, I can't, Absolutely. So I finding <laughs> rosters and schedules, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this just seems to be like you know basic stuff that we, we want to make available to people. But I totally understand that uh, really anything that has to do with rugby is done by people who do it like mostly out of the goodness of their hearts and love of the game. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's a, a highly lucrative business to get into. So I understand that. But um, it has come a long way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, Kobe if you feel the same way or not about that, but.
1: Um, no, I, know, I mean, I, yeah, like when I was, I, I feel like, you know, Zach, you're right. A lot of teams, they do have those uh, social media pages. Now the Facebooks, the Instagrams, where you can kind of see what's going on, but they're not consistent with posting and letting people know like our games at this time, at this place. So right. uh, I think that's just the next step, you know, and I think it helps to have something like, you know, the MLR draft to look at now. Uh, it's sort of like a path for players to follow and that might incline teams and coaches to be more proactive and and just increasing their their awareness for their for their program.
0: And just to toot our own horn, I think things like the Drink Up or College Rugby Wrap Up, check that out on YouTube, rugbywrapup.com. You can go there too. Uh, we'll try and cover the sport and get as much visibility for players as well. Um, have to throw that in there. But Olivia, I want to also talk about the fact that you're a pro women's player on top of all this, uh, again, not sure, you know, you, you have, must have a huge like daily planner that has all this stuff in, but you play for Beantown RFC and the WPL. Uh, how has that experience been? I know it's, it was tough, uh, with COVID recently, but you know, you're getting back into the swing of things. The WPL is coming back soon. Uh, what has that pro experience been like for you?
2: Uh, that has been amazing and challenging and awesome. And, you know, frustrating and exciting <laughs> all at the same time, right. um, you know, just, just, um, playing different teams around the country and like playing at such a high level, it's, it's nothing like I've ever experienced before. And, you know, fresh out of college, it was really like, how am I going to afford, you know, flying all over the place, but, you know, you figure it out and if you want it enough, you make it work. And it's just been, it's been so cool. It's been awesome to, you know, watch the Eagles play. Like I know her, I played against her in Minnesota or I saw her in Chicago. Like even having teammates that are Eagles. It's it's so cool. Just like recognize people and like know that you're playing the best, the highest level of rugby that you can in the country is pretty awesome.
0: Is that something you want to keep doing? Like how long do you see yourself playing? Is that the the path you want to go down or are you looking to get more into the coding administrator side of things soon? Like how long do you see yourself playing?
2: Oh, I'm going to keep playing until I, maybe my leg falls off or something. (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to keep playing. That's
0: excellent. Uh, And do you have any, you know, designs on a a international slot the USA Eagles? Have you had any, you know, uh, discussions with the national team at all?
2: I mean, I thought about it. I think everyone that plays in the WPL considers it or, you know, really goes for it because there are plenty of eagles up in WPL. Um, But I really want to coach and keep doing the admin stuff long-term. Like I know Alicia Washington magically seems to be able to do all of it. she's (laughs) amazing. Um, But I definitely don't have enough planners for that. So I would say just like coaching and like working on the community stuff is really important to me. So I'm happy just playing at the level I'm playing and like doing all the other stuff I can do.
0: Yeah, Lisa Washington was a very impressive. Pr- we had her on a we did a little uh Women's Eagles kind of meet and greet with some high school players and for rugby and in New Jersey when I was still a resident of uh, of New Jersey. Um but yeah, she and now she's playing in the premier 15s in in England and Europe. Um, you know, what do you feel? How do you feel about uh that opportunity for players, you know, kind of playing abroad in in a really competitive league. And do you maybe see the WPL being that one day as well, kind of, you know, a place for for the top talent around the world to kind of uh, get together, similar as you're seeing in the MLR on the men's side?
2: Yeah, I think that opportunity is great and anyone that has it should take it. I actually, I got a coaching scholarship spot in 2019 to go watch, um, not go watch, but it was, um, I think they call it the Gallagher Premiership scholarship where you spend a week in England and you get to meet three of the premiership men's teams and you get to talk to their coaches and see how they run things and look at their facilities and stuff and it was incredible it was I mean I'd never seen anything like it it was like if MLR was at the status of the NFL is it was crazy and you know I think almost every team in that league you know has a partner women's team that they help support and that's great and just having to just getting to show up at practice and not have to worry about the admin stuff and everything like that would be huge, especially at that level. So I would love for the WPL to get there. I think, I think we could definitely get there someday and that'd be awesome if we
1: could. When does the season take place, Olivia of the WPL? So
2: Yeah, we just used to be in the fall, but we just moved to the spring. So matches will start April 9th and then we'll go to the end of June. So like our championship is June 22nd, I think.
0: Everybody, I definitely make sure y'all check that out. Uh, that'll be streaming, right? I believe. Yeah, I think we definitely
2: have to put our games on YouTube as part of the league and it, it helps with visibility. And I think some some teams will definitely have streaming available, like live streaming, but the games will be out there.
0: But yeah, definitely, definitely check that out. Um, uh, you, one of your teammates, uh, in B Town. Is T Fletcher correct? Who uh I believe, I believe, uh check fact check me, are all of our producers on this, is the first woman to coach a men's D1 program. She coaches the men's and women's uh at AIC, American International College, uh, and is doing really well out uh at, at that program. Um yeah. is, is that some so do you share, you know, uh coaching uh I have just coaching discussions with her? Um, you know, is that something you maybe aspire to one day as well? Uh, you know to kind of be a director of rugby at, at, a, at, a, at an institution um, or talk to me a little bit about uh, T. Fletcher, who, you know, Colby, I think you talked to as well um, on the sideline of one game. She's a very impressive person.
2: Yeah. T. Fletcher well. is amazing. Um, I have coaching conversations with her all the time. She actually we tried to get a skim- scrimmage together and I was like, I don't know if my team is ready for that, but uh, she <laughs> <it's, it's>, yeah. ask. <laughs> and uh, she and I actually, we were working at the Free Jacks Academy over the summer, not last year, but the year before. And so we got to do that together, and that was great. I think any position where rugby would be my full-time job is ideal. So I think director of rugby or maybe something in line with USA Rugby would be awesome. But she's great. Um, She moved up here not too long ago, and she's been a rock star ever since. Not that she wasn't a rock star before. (laughs) She's she's phenomenal. Yeah, her um, women's team just won their championship in the fall
0: yeah we we watched her uh, her men's team compete in the uh um an ncr tournament um but that yeah that's great on the on the ic side um the, the very competitive side um well actually yeah just uh some fun stuff to end i guess you know what uh what's your favorite part about rugby and i guess do you prefer like out of the all the hats you wear you know what's your favorite aspect of it? coaching playing <laughs> like, administrating uh, and then yeah what's your favorite part that's such a hard question. Um, <laughs> out of all the ones I had today, that's the hardest one. I thought that would be a, <laughs> yeah, that would be a softball.
2: <laughs> one. Oh, my favorite part? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I really enjoy playing. But, like watching my players, like, figure something out or, you know, make something happen on the pitch or just, like, you know, see it finally click for them. That's really – I think that would be my top two, playing and then, like, seeing my players progress and have a good time.
0: Right. And now so we we have your – we have what's next for WPL. Everybody, again, make sure you check out that season coming this spring. Um, check out Town RFC and every every match that they play. What's next for Brandeis? Um, you know, what does your schedule entail here coming up?
2: Yeah, so it's the spring, so we're going to be playing sevens. So that'll be interesting. My players will have a great time running at practice. <laughs> I know they will. Um, and then, you know, my high school team starts in the spring too. That'll be 15s. And yeah, we're just gonna mess around and have some fun until the summer comes.
0: What's your take on sevens versus 15s? Do you have a preference? Oh.
2: Um, I definitely prefer 15s, you know. But sevens is so fun because you break one tackle and you're
0: you're golden. Um I not me. Show- I that's the only the only good athletes. <laughs> yeah, not definitely I would break one tackle and then I would probably like trip over myself and get caught maybe five yards down. But uh yeah. sorry, go ahead.
2: I mean, it was definitely a harder toss-up when I was faster. You know, about as fast as I used to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a coach once who said that, like, someone whenever someone asked her which one she likes more, fifteens or sevens, she's like, you know, that's so hard. Like, fifteens is like my dad, and sevens is my mom. I can't use. <laughs> I was like, can't that's you. a great <laughs> answer.
0: Oh. It is both. They're both in a similar family. Uh, Colby, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're sevens because you always brag about that the blazing speed. Uh, You you won't Um, run the, you won't run the 40 at
1: the MLR combine. Hey, I, (laughs) they just got to give me a shot. They just got to give me a shot. But, um, I I guess it depends on what position you play. Like as a back, I, I enjoy sevens a lot, but I also enjoyed the, uh, the analytics of 15s, I guess you could say how technical the game is. So I enjoy that aspect of 15s as well. OBG last thing for me,
0: uh, one piece of advice you would give to uh, any woman out there or young girls considering getting started in rugby in the U S might be a little hesitant to do. So, Um, you know, if you could kind of talk to to her about it or give her a piece of advice, um, you know, what, what would you say?
2: I would say there's always a million reasons not to do something. You just need one good reason to start and don't overthink it. Just have a good time. And if you keep having fun, keep coming back.
0: Excellent. That's great. Awesome. And now last, yeah. Now last before I let you go, we're going to try something new this season on the podcast uh, may or may not work out. And I was informed by Colby before we started recording that we're not necessarily the first to do this, um, but I think it might be a cool idea. Uh, is there anybody that you think we should talk to next uh, who's involved with rugby, you know, give us your recommendation. We'll try and do all of our bookings kind of mm-hmm. based off of recommendations so that we can kind of get a fuller, you know, swath of, of people in the game. Cause there's so many interesting um, and talented people involved in, in rugby in the U.S. So any suggestion on who we should maybe have on?
2: Yeah, um, I think Emily Ogata, I mentioned her earlier. She's a great person to talk to. And she just has so much knowledge. I, you know, I riff off of her all the time. I text her almost every day. Like, oh, what do you want to do about this? Or what should we do here? Um, she's great. Uh, Sam Holgol at Accra is also another great person to talk to. These are more mostly like college people. And then if you wanted to get some more WPL info, Allie Gilberg at the Amazons. She's a great person to talk to as well.
0: Great. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, We will uh, do our best. We'll get our crack editorial staff on it, uh, tracking people down, doing some scheduling. Uh, But we also want to say that, Olivia, you're going to be doing some contributing stuff for us here at Ruby Wrap Up as well. We're going to welcome you into the team. It is kind of like your uh, debut. We're really happy, excited to have you on. Somehow fit... That into your your busy daily schedule um but you know we're we're excited to 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 have you be you know part of the the rugby wrap-up team and and you know hear some uh some stories from you about the college game or rugby in general in the states uh is there anything you know you're interested excited to to get into or cover specifically or you just kind of uh want to start telling some rugby stories
2: i think i'll start telling some rugby stories. I mean, I've never really covered a lot of rugby before, so that'll be a new aspect to the game But I'll get to dip my toe in, and I'm excited about that too. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be fun.
0: So you heard and, it here. Uh, Watch.
1: Sorry, go ahead, Cole. No, just we're excited to have you for sure.
0: So check. make sure you check out everything uh, Olivia is up to. Watch Brandeis uh, at the college level. Check out the Beantown RFC. Look for content from her coming on Rugby Wrap-Up um and look out for the next episode of the drink up podcast with me zach lanning and colby marshall you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts uh follow us on social media uh i I don't know the handles uh top of my head colby do you know i should probably have learned this before we started recording but um at rugby wrap up is probably a good one um and you can find us on there the The
1: drink drink up yeah
0: on twitter Twitter. We, we have our own we're gonna start uh with some hot takes maybe on, on socials, get some more uh, conversations going with fans. So, um, but Olivia, thank you so much for, for sitting down with us today. I really appreciate your time.
2: Yeah. Thank you for having me.